It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are locked on tight. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Titans, your daily source for news and information with your host Terry McCormick of TitanInsider.com Greg Arias and former Tennessee Titans Pro Bowl left tackle Brad Hopkins. Guys it's Monday morning and uh, we once again have our current news segment as always. Offense and defense the topics today as we discuss the Titans latest loss. Guys jumping right into the current news. Not a good performance overall for the Titans I felt on this game uh, as they had opportunities Brad and Terry to uh, win a football game in San Diego, but uh, turnovers ultimately did them in in this loss. Yeah, I know that ultimately that's that's what it comes down to. It comes down to turnovers, but when you see that dysfunction being so much a part of what has been plaguing this season, it's got to be frustrating. And not even just for the fans, but of course for the players that are involved as well, because we know they go out there and they, and they try and perform as well as they possibly can. The game plan seems to be working. But at some point in time, they do something to aim that gun directly at their feet, and then they shoot themselves right at the top of the foot. So at some point in time, they have to address ball security. They have to address just what it is that they're trying to do that, that either does work or doesn't work and just try to remain consistent. Right, Greg? Well, I agree. I mean, they had ample opportunity to to win or tie this ball game, even taking the lead there on the opening drive of the uh, second half. But uh, you just simply cannot have the mistakes that they made today. And, you know, and obviously a lot of the blame is going to fall on Marcus Mariota with three turnovers that led to the Chargers scoring 17 points. But I also put this on the defense because they did not figure out a way to stop Phillip Rivers or Melvin Gordon the whole game. When the Titans still had a little bit of life left, uh, even at 43-35, to 35, Melvin Gordon broke through the line, outran the secondary, and had a big game that essentially sealed the deal for the Chargers. Absolutely, guys. And looking at some of the numbers for this game, Marcus Mariota, 27 of 43, 313 yards passing, three touchdowns. That's a great day on that side of things. But as Terry said, Brad, obviously those three turnovers and the interception return certainly late, the fumble uh, that once again was returned for a touchdown a la the Minnesota game were ultimately too much to overcome, even though Marcus had a good day otherwise. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it, it's just, just a simply a matter of, you know, Mariota is still learning. He still at times makes, you know, reads that, uh, you know, you, you wish he, he would, you know, not make. And I think it's just a situation where he's a young guy growing uh, as a quarterback, and right now there are growing pains, and the growing pains sometimes are ugly. Yeah, I also think that maybe even the toe injury to to, Mark, uh, to Marco Murray, as insignificant as it may have been coming in, 
um, them using Antonio Andrews today rather than using uh, Derrick Henry, who obviously was uh, lost early to a calf injury, you know, that might have had an effect because at the most part, um, I didn't really see Derek DeMarco Murray being as effective as he has been in games past. Brad, his final stat line for DeMarco Murray, 14 carries, 51 yards, did have the one touchdown there at the end. Of course, conversely, Melvin Gordon, to Terry's point, 32 carries, 196 yards, one touchdown for him on the day. He was the difference to me, guys. I thought coming in that it would be Phillip Rivers, and certainly Rivers was in the first half. But as it turns out at the end of the day, it was Gordon and the Titans' inability to keep that guy from making big plays when they needed them and keeping drive going that ultimately uh, I thought was the difference there. Yeah, I think also when you talk about uh, Melvin Gordon, who was pretty much anemic last year, is having a tremendous season, the fact that their ground game was on and the Titans' ground game was off was obviously indicative of how long the San Diego Chargers had the football. Uh, whenever uh, the Marcus, uh, excuse me, Marcus Mariota and company had the football, I thought that they were a lot more effective, but Obviously, momentum could have been stalled when you see Philip Rivers and company having those long drives that ultimately either ended up in points or they just waited basically for the defense to respond and, and get points for them that way. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the, it looked like it was going to be a, a complete blowout the way the Chargers came out and controlled the football early. It went up 16 to nothing. It looked like it was going to be a long day for the Titans. And, uh, you know, the Titans were able to regroup a little bit, but you're right. You cannot allow a team to run up and down the field on you the way the San Diego Chargers did uh, today against Tennessee. Brad, you mentioned time of possession, 36-29 for San Diego to 23-31 for the Titans. That gap was much wider in the first half. It was 20-plus minutes to just over nine minutes, I think 20-40 for San Diego in the first half to 9-20 for the Titans. They closed that gap a little bit in the second half, but still way too much possession time for San Diego, obviously, in this game. And obviously, with a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, he takes advantage of that. Yeah, and I also think, guys, that when you're talking about those, this is for those that are emotionally invested. What's frustrating is when you see the Titans with with quick strike capability and able to, you know, come up with a few points, particularly before half, which kind of shows you that at some point in time they are understanding what it is that they're trying to do. So when you see them progressing and developing, you know, as a, a lot of you know young teams will do, they'll have their misdues. But boy, you just cannot give the other team points. 15 points the Chargers got off of turnovers today, and if you think about what the score could have been if you take those situations off the board, you know, this is a pretty good Titans team, but ultimately it's those mistakes that youngsters make that seem to be really causing the Titans' demise to this point, guys. Well, I would definitely agree with that, and I think, you know, the one thing, too, and you know, I'm going to put a little bit on the coaching staff, too, they come out in the second half, they go to the no huddle, they're in the shotgun, they throw... I think it's five straight passes before Mariota then scores on the 14-yard scramble. But I think when you look at that, and then they go back to trying to run the football, why not stay in that no huddle a little bit longer until you just absolutely have to? You know, they they didn't go back to it until they absolutely had to when they were down by three scores or two scores again. And what was the call, guys? I know it was uh, an option there when Marcus fumbled the the return uh, for the touchdown off the fumble. 
I'm not sure about that call in that situation. Why would you do that? Something that you haven't done all game, something that I know they probably practice, but they haven't done that much of, and you're putting him in a situation knowing that he struggles at times with hanging on to the football. It's almost like... I, don't, I know they didn't intentionally intend for him to fumble, but it's almost like they set him up to fail there by trying to run that play at that time. At least I thought that as it happened. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to be argumentative at all, um, Greg, but when I think that you haven't seen something all day, that's probably the best time to do it. Maybe at some point in time the Chargers had seen that on film and maybe practiced it a couple of times during the week, but for the most part when it wasn't a featured part of their offense, that read option, you know, for them to spring it on them in short yardage, it kind of made sense because it would have cut them with their pants down. But ultimately, guess what? The Chargers didn't need to make a play anyway. Well, the Chargers didn't need to do anything because they should also carry being an issue the Titans getting the ball back anyway. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, unbelievable, you know, the way that the Titans' defense just could not get it going today and then the way the offense, you know, had trouble with the turnovers. You combine that and it just wipes out all the good that they were able to do in the ball game. Exactly. Guys, let's jump in and talk offense now in our offensive segment specifically. Obviously, I went through those numbers for Marcus Mariota. The stats were great other than the turnovers that he had. Uh, it's, it's a wasted opportunity, obviously, when he plays that well. And I thought he got some great production out of his receivers today. Even Harry Douglas, a guy that has been inactive, wound up with two receptions for 48 yards. Delaney Walker had five receptions for 42. Tajay Sharp with 58 yards. Rashad Matthews, 63 yards, receiving two touchdowns. And Kendall Wright with 64 yards. So he spread the football around and got good production in the passing game. Obviously, all of this for naught, though, when you look at it and it ends up being a loss. Yeah, certainly is. Yeah, good. Uh, it certainly is. I mean, you look and you take a lot of good things out of this, but you also, you know, you can't be satisfied and you can't be happy that the offense played well in spurts because of the problems that they had in, you know, hanging on to the football. And once again, we've seen it against the Vikings, we've seen it against the Colts, and now we've seen it against the Chargers. Yeah. Three games where the Titans had opportunities to win and the same problems continue to plague them. I think the thing that's frustrating the most about it, guys, is that at no point in time do they practice what happens when they turn the football over. Because that's just not the way that you get better. But when we see them continually do things well as far as converting third downs, finding the road to get into the end zone, you know, playing well on the road in a tough, hostile environment, you know, those are some promising things. But then if you just look at just how much turnovers just, you know, contributed to the demise of this team for them being under 500 at this point, Golly, it's just got to be, it's frustrating because you're dealing with, obviously, young parts of the puzzle. Now, at some point in time, you know, it'll become just a habit for them to do the things necessary, make the right decisions to ultimately not create the turnovers. But, you know, that margin is such a pivotal part for this team right here because we see them with ability, but what we do see them continually doing is make the mistakes that young teams do make and not handling the football correctly. Oh, there's no doubt. And then you look at it this way, too, the Chargers came in having had turned the football over 18 times already this year, and the Titans got no turnovers from them today. So you add that into the equation, and you see exactly you know how much trouble the Titans you know had in terms of trying to uh, and how much trouble that they had in terms of trying to overcome the mountain because they're not getting any turnovers and they're turning the football over like crazy. 
And guys, give credit exactly. to give credit to San Diego because coming in, their run defense was allowing just over, I think, ninety point six yards per game. They hold the Titans to just eighty yards rushing. Now, again, as as Brad said, some of that might have to do with Demarco Murray and the toe injury. Obviously, Derrick Henry does not play uh, on the day, but still, San Diego was able to do a good job against the run and force the game onto the shoulders of Marcus Mariota, who had the big game statistically, but when it came down to it, turned it over. So credit to the Chargers as far as that goes. But again, uh, when you look at this, the defense, or the uh, offense rather, had opportunities to win this football game and ultimately uh, just couldn't do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.